Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the insurance specialists at BrightThink Wealth Strategies. Find the disability insurance coverage that fits you best right now. Email Robert Smith at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. The show is also made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit crnafinancialplanning.com. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out the CE Credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs and advanced practice nurses with certified financial planner Jeremy Stanley and CRNA Sharon Pierce. Jeremy Stanley has worked with CRNAs for more than 23 years, and Sharon Pierce is a former president of the AANA and the NCANA. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA and advanced practice nurse industries. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7. Sharon, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on today. Absolutely. It's good to have you on today. Oh, We've got man. a very a, a very interesting guest on with us today. Oh yeah, you might know him. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this one. You know, it, it it might be somebody that I know intimately. Maybe so, or maybe somebody else does. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Let's clarify Let's that. Don't start any rumors Not now. Me. No rumors. No rumors. Uh, I'd like to uh, introduce our guest today. Um, we have with us Mr. Jeremy Stanley. Uh, he is a renowned financial planner. He's got all kinds of letters after his name that I don't even know what they all stand for. <laughs> but I just call him the money man. <laughs> there you go. I like it. I like it. So what are we going to be talking about today, Sharon? Well, why don't you tell me since you're the guest? Since I'm the guest? All right. I'll introduce myself. Thank you, Sharon. Yeah, I've been around the CRNA industry for quite a long time. I'm married to a CRNA, as most people know, and uh, been in the financial planning and tax industry now for 20 plus years. And, you know, one of the things that you, you find out as you work with people, especially as they age and get closer to retirement, um, is, and this will be the name of our 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 topic today is, you know, their bank accounts might be ready for retirement, but are they ready for retirement? And and oh this my. is this is an interesting viewpoint because I find this with a lot of CRNAs. You know, when you look at the industry and you know the average CRNA be 50, fifty plus now, there's a lot retiring or considering retirement. Um, even though the economy's been interesting over the last few years, you know, overall the markets have gone up and people have more money today. And, you know, they lived through 2008. We lived through this pandemic. And, you know, a lot of people are at the point where they're thinking, you know, maybe I should slow down and, um, you know, give up giving anesthesia. Um, and that's really what we're going to talk about today is, are you ready? Uh what a question that is. You know, we did a podcast that aired the beginning of January uh, about you being a therapist. A financial. I've always said financial <laughs> planners, especially you, 
are a therapist. I mean, when you start talking about money, there's a lot of emotions attached to that and a lot of emotions attached to what you do for a living. More so for men, I think. Um, but in the CRNA field, I think women are just as bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that's true. I mean, you know, you've got high achievers. You guys are the, the top of the food chain in, in, in nursing. Um, and you're also high earners. And, you know, one thing about retirement is you really do have to have a plan for what that's going to look like. And, you know, so many people don't consider the consequence of just walking away from getting up every morning, socializing, being at the hospital, being in the OR, although, you know, a lot of your guys are, are, are there by yourselves sitting on a stool giving anesthesia, but you still have colleagues around. It's still, it, it keeps your mind going and so forth. And you have a routine. And mm-hmm. um, once you give up that routine, you've got to be prepared. And unfortunately, a lot of people aren't. As we go through this, we're not dissecting my <laughs> psyche and what I might think about uh, retirement with this. Okay. We'll, I just, I will tell you my Dr. Pat plastic surgeon that I worked with for over 20 years and whom I just went by to visit with yesterday. Um, he tells me never to retire. Mm-hmm. He says, just slow down, never retire. But uh, he also, I think his, entire identity was wrapped up in what he did. Yeah. And, and you know, it is that way for a lot of people. Um, and, and you, you hit the nail on the head and, you know, historically that's been more male focused, but I also see it in a lot of, of females as well. You know, retirement is that, that time that you sort of embrace the person you want to be, you know, and do the things you've always wanted to do. And, you know, what I find with, with, high achievers and people that, you know, make good incomes is that they've already done most of that stuff throughout their lifetime and they're not waiting until retirement to do it. Um, Guilty. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, and I see that for sure. And, and those are the people that make it really, really difficult for them to enjoy retirement. In fact, you know, what I find is that for most people, most CRNAs as they retire, they're they're kind of in one or two camps. One is they're really done, um, and you know they've got this life that they want to lead outside the OR, um, and giving up the OR is not going to matter to them at all. They're like, I'm done, I'm over this, boom. And then the others are not so much, and it's not necessarily about the money, although nowadays I hear, oh, the money's so good, you know, we're making so much mm-hmm. money, you know, it's really hard for me to give that up. And um, But the other part of that is that they really don't have a plan for what that future looks like. I mean, are they going to get up every day and play golf? Are they going to, you know, travel a little bit? I mean... What does that look like and what does that feel like? Are you going to donate your time? Um, how are you going to give back? And what is that meaning that you're looking for in your life? And that's the hard part. You know, this is kind of a side conversation, but talking about being able to walk away completely, 
wonder if COVID is going to have some impact on that because CRNAs were worked literally to the bone. And there's a lot of discussion in the nursing world about burnout, especially after COVID. It makes you wonder if that's the same in the CRNA world. And after people have just come through that, they're like, I'm done. I am really, truly done. And I don't know those answers. I mean, yeah. you're the ones who you're the one who's talking to people at this point that are interested in retirement. Have you heard anything to that effect? Yeah, I, I mean, you do. You see people that are burned out, you know, and I would say even though CRNAs were um, utilized a lot in, in COVID protocols, uh, you know, I don't see and hear it as much as you do from other nurses. Um, you know, and I, again, I think it goes back to the high performing nature of a CRNA and, and you guys were always meant to sort of work under that pressure and you're trained that way. And I think that's well, a little bit, a little different viewpoint there, but yeah, there are definitely some, but I'm not seeing an overwhelming avalanche of people saying because of COVID I'm getting out of, you know, nurse anesthesia, nurse anesthesiology, whatever you want to call it these days. But, um, well, we also weren't in the real, real hotbed. Um, my friend Tracy Castleman was, and I'm not saying that she's like that, but I'm just saying that those CRNAs really, really took the brunt of COVID in those epicenter hospitals in New York and New Jersey and a lot of those places. So it'd be interesting to have that conversation. Yeah, I know it really would. I, you know, and I encourage CRNAs that are a few years away from retirement to start to define what that, what that needs to look like, you know, start to invest in your growth and your development and and things that you might want to accomplish in this life. I mean, you know, we all only have a certain amount of years and unless you're Helen, my mother-in-law, she seems to have more than her share. (laughs) (laughs) We can't say that more than her share, but well, I mean, uh, statistically, I mean, average lifespan is what? 77. Um, and she'll be 91 in a few weeks. Wow. Wow. And she's still got, you know, good life. Meaningful. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's Benjamin Button. Around. She's going up and down the stairs here like it's nothing. She couldn't wow. even get up and down the stairs. And now she's going up and down the stairs here. Wow. Have you thought about what would happen if you weren't able to work for two or three years? You know, on average, 25% of people will file a disability claim and most of us aren't prepared for that loss of income. Every CRNA needs to protect their biggest asset, yourself and your ability to earn with a disability insurance policy. We recommend contacting Robert Smith, a master disability insurance specialist with more than 30 years of experience and 1,800 CRNA clients to find the coverage that fits you best. The best way to do that is to send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com or call him at 504-394-6557. Well, you know, I I think that you really want to think about this. Um, You know, there's study after study that people that retire um, and then they get depressed 
um, mm-hmm. and they have no meaning in their life, and then they die. And and that's kind of a worst case. Scenario. Oh my God, that sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you know, there's a lot of cases out there like that. You hear, um, you know, where people retire and then they just they didn't have any meaning and they don't do anything and they get depressed and you know when they get depressed they get some sort of illness and the illness takes them out and um, and we do hear that. Yeah. So I mean. So, yeah. Mr. Mr. Psychoanalyst, <laughs> you're telling everybody out there who's thinking about retiring one day to to kind of storyboard or visualize what that looks like. Is that what I'm hearing you say, sir? Yeah. I mean, I, I think you've definitely got to develop out, you know, what that next stage of life looks like. So, I'm hearing it's not all about the money, even though you would... Uh, sometimes argue that point because everything is about the money. I mean, but what, what the softer side of retirement uh, you're, you're saying that that bears some scrutiny. Absolutely. And, and, you know, sometimes Sharon, I find that probably is more important and, you know, you won't hear me say that often, but uh, you know, money is money, but um, you only have one life to live as the old adage goes. That is true. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think defining what you want out of that life, we work so hard. I mean, you think about stages of life and, you know, you, you were an SRNA and you got out of school and then, you know, you're raising a family and you're educating your children and you get them out of the house. And then now you and your spouse really have to redefine what life is with you two together. And, you know, that's a different phase of life. And then you kind of figure that out. And then one of you retires and the other one's still working. And then what does that look like? Well, the retiree thinks, gosh, I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to play golf. I'm going to do all the things I wanted to. And they want to do that with their partner and their partner's still working. And I go through this a lot of times with CRNAs. Man, I didn't even think about that. I mean, you know, my friend April Wood, Judge Wood, she is 14 years younger than her husband. Well, who am I talking to? Right. You are, you you are, your wife's 14 years younger than you. 13, but yes. Thir- uh, yeah. Oh my God. Give me one year. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, I that's, mean, that's going to, you need to start thinking about your retirement now, Jeremy. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we, we already talk about this stuff, you know, what is, what does life look like? And, um, you know, what's it going to be like and so forth. And you got to plan for that as well when you got an age discrepancy, but that's a whole nother podcast for sure. Uh, yeah. I, you know, that just crossed my mind. I mean, Pierce and I are only a year apart, so that's not going to be a huge issue for us. Well, it is because so, Pierce is going to be ready to retire and you're not. Oh, well, I probably <laughs> never will re- retire. You you yeah. know that as well as I do. I'll I'll be doing something. I won't be doing anesthesia, but I'll be doing something Yeah, for sure. Because I'm one of these people that can't sit still, can't stop. There's got to be something going on all the time. Yeah. Yep. That's very true. That's very true. And it's, it's not always about the money, like I said. So what is retirement good for? I mean, to embrace who you always wanted to be? I mean... Yeah, I think, like I was saying, you know, it's one of those different stages of life. I mean, and you've got to figure out how that stage is going to work for you. And 
Um, it takes a lot of self-reflection and introspection to figure out, you know, what, what you want. I mean, you think about most people retire in their 60s, and you, you said, you know, live till 77 to 80, maybe early 80s. I mean, 15, 20 years in retirement. Um, one, it's a long time, but then it's a short time. Um, oh, amen to that. And, you and, blink and it'll <clears throat> be through. Well, that, and then you start, you know, you start having health problems and you're not able to travel and do the things you wanted to do. And, you know, what happens then? Um, so, you know, I think taking this, this planning to another level, you know, I had a client the other day who, um, you know, he has some health concerns going on. He just got diagnosed and, you know, he says, Jeremy, maybe 10 years with the medicine I'm on. Most people die in three to five. Um, and you think that changed his retirement picture. He's been retired for three years, four years now. And now his doc says, if you want to travel and do that bucket list, now's the time. Um, Mm -hmm. because you might get to a point in a few years where, you know, you can't travel and you can't do those things. So, you know, and I try to encourage our clients, um, when it comes to retirement, you know, yeah, do the things you want to do. I mean, you've got to work within this confine of money. I mean, you can't spend all of your money today and then live longer and not have any later on. Um, and it can't be vice versa. You don't want to not spend anything today and not enjoy life. And then you die and you've got all this money left and you never got to enjoy it. So it's really tough. It's a fine line with people. I mean, we do a lot around that on the planning side, trying to, you know, figure out what's the likelihood of running out of money. And you run all this statistical analysis and more of the money side of things, but it's also a touchy feely process of getting to know what you really, really want out of this life. You know, what does that look like for you? Mm-hmm. Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. I heard you allude to the statistical stuff, and I'm sure you take in family history, how long people in their family live. I mean, I know that your family history is not exactly stellar in the longevity area, just like uh, mine. I'm sure you factor all that in. Yeah. I mean, we always ask those questions, you know, what do people in your um, your, your family typically live, you know, do you have any underlying conditions, you know, diabetes, things that could shave years off your life. And, you know, um, are, are there any other concerns that, you know, you might have about, you know, living the average life expectancy or some people will say, you know, my grandmother lived to 102 and my mom's still alive and she's 98 and everybody, every woman in my family's lived into her nineties. And then we know we've got, you know, longevity and we have to plan for a longer time period for that money to last. Um, but yeah, you've got to factor all that into that plan when you go to retirement. I mean, think about it. If you, if you retired at 60 and you live to a hundred, you have 40 years, 40 years. Now think right. about that. Well, Helen retired at 52. <clears throat> wow. Well, mm-hmm. think about that. She worked you know, for the state. So I won't say how been... old you are right now, Sharon, but think about 40 years ago, 40 years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Think about your life 40 years ago. Think about the person you were. Think about what you were doing. I was married to Pierce. (laughs) (laughs) But you were young. Um, You guys were starting out a family. I'm still young. Oh, yes, you are. You absolutely are. But you were younger. um, I was. And, you you know, you're still wet behind the ears, as they say in the South. Um, But think about that 40-year period, how much you've grown, how much you've changed, how much life has changed. And it's going to be the same in retirement, you sure. know, 40 years in ahead. Or, you know, if somebody's got a life expectancy of 20 years or 25 years, think about that. If you retire at 60 um, and 25 years ago, you were 35. Wow. How much has life changed in that 25 yeah. year period? Well, you know, I'm thinking right now I need to get Brett married off to a great woman so that if I've got to live with my daughter-in-law, <laughs> like, like Helen's living with us. Look at you, starting to plan. I like it. That's right. If there are any cute, young Sirenes out there, I've got the man for you. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get my son married off. <laughs> no, but you bring up a good point. It doesn't take many years before your life can change dramatically. I mean, your life has changed dramatically a couple times. Yeah. Even since I met you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, those are things that are inevitably going to happen. You know, I had a client call the other day and um, their only daughter lived out of state and got pregnant and is having a grandchild. Well, She's contemplating retirement, Um, and so what she did is she actually is taking a 1099 position near where the daughter lives, and she's going to spend two weeks a month up there seeing the grandchild near daughter. Husband's going to stay back and and work where they you know they live, and then they're going to you know come back and forth and so forth because she wants to be near that grandchild. You know that changes things sure in life as well. well you know that was a factor in why i went 1099 even though you had been pushing me for years to do that yeah because my daughter was having a baby right right yeah and it can change it can change a lot of things in life and the way you look at it and um but all, all these things you know as you as you near retirement and a lot of crnas out there are going to be near in retirement they're thinking about it i mean over half of the population should be thinking about retirement. You know, if over half is 50 right. years old, that's the time. You know, 50 to 60 is the time that you really need to have a good plan and think about that. If you're waiting and you're, you're 60, 65 years old and you're thinking, I'm going to retire next year, and you haven't given that any thought, you're going to be one of the ones that probably has a tough time in retirement. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that. that. (laughs) Don't look at me. Hey, Sharon, we've got some exciting news to share with people today, don't we? Yes, we do. And why don't you let the cat out of the bag, Jeremy? (laughs) Wow, I don't usually put cats in bags. Is that kind of a (laughs) deep-seated thing with you or what? You know. Uh, well, you know, some of our listeners know we've been doing live podcasts around the country at different state association meetings, A&A events, and so forth. And May 4th through the 7th, we're actually going to be at the Pennsylvania State Meeting. Sharon, you've been there a lot and spoken a lot there um, at the Hotel Hershey. 
Um, yes. Yeah, and I've never been to the Hotel Hershey. So I'm oh my gosh, you are that. in for a treat. When you check in, they ask you milk or dark because you get chocolate when you check in. It's, it's really cool. So, listeners, if you want to go to a great meeting, Pennsylvania puts on a great meeting. We'll be doing the live podcast taping there. And they're going to be having a party there, too. And guess who the DJ is? Uh, let me think. Does his last name end with Pierce? Yes, it does. DJ so, Pierce come will be join us. <laughs> Can't leave the house without him anymore, you know? That's right. So, Join us in in Pennsylvania at the Hotel Hershey, May 4th through the 7th, and come to a great meeting. So, let's talk about the retirement sweet spot. Is there one? Can we find it? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think there is. You know, that's, that's, that's that point that you come to in life, and one, you're not seeking approval from anybody else. Um, you're... You're actually financially comfortable. You've run all your numbers. You know you're going to probably be okay. You've got enough money. You have a plan for your life. You know you know how they always say having a one, a three, a five, and ten-year plan? Mm-hmm. You should have that for retirement. You know, what am I going to do over the next year? What does that look like? You know, Sharon, you've always wanted to take up kickboxing. And you're, by <laughs> God, going to retire and take up kickboxing, you know, and that's one of the things you're going to focus on. Um, and you know, you've always wanted to, to join the flower club because you're into flowers and you want to make things grow and use your hands and you're going to do that. I want everybody to know he's making all this up about (laughs) me. It's not, none of it's true. Um, and then you're going to, you know, you've always wanted to give back and you, you know, you've, you've always had a sweet spot for, for children and you're going to go and volunteer your time at an organization that helps children um, who have disabilities. And, you know, those are the things. And, and then, you know, you've always wanted to spend a month or two abroad throughout your whole life. And you've been working and you didn't have time to do that. And now you've got the time and you want us to take, you and Pierce are going to go to Italy again. And you're going to spend the, the whole month of July and August in Italy and you're going to travel around and you're going to rent bicycles and you're going to eat pizza and pasta and get really fat and drink Cokes and because Cokes are cheaper than water in Europe, you know, and drink wine and you know, we you're did gonna... all that. We just did it for one month, not two months. Yeah, but you know, I mean, de- defining what that looks like in, in those one and three and five year and 10 year, and, and you don't have to have an exact, but just have an idea, you know, in three years, we're going to accomplish this and in five years and, and then God forbid life gets in the way and you get sick. You've got a plan and you can always move things around to make that plan work. I think that's important. Well, I think, you know, the prayer we should pray every day is that our bodies do not betray us. And eventually they do. Yes, absolutely. It does for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, it used, you know, I was an old neuro ICU nurse. And when we would have people who were quadriplegics and people would say, oh, they're trapped inside of their bodies. You know, we're all going to be trapped inside of our bodies because how old do you feel like you are in your head, Jeremy? Depends on the day. 
<laughs> well, give or take. Yeah, How old no, do you feel no, like? I really, you're... I really think like I'm in my thirties still. Right, right, <clears throat> same. Yeah, and you know, I ask these people that I take care of who look really good for their age, really active. And even those that are not, how do you feel like you are in your head? And I don't care if they're 90. I've never had anybody say, I feel like I'm over 50 years old. So we're all wow. trapped in our bodies. Wow. Isn't that interesting? At one time. It, it, it fascinates me. I, I can't do it as much now because now t- time is money and production pressure. You don't have time to chat with your patients anymore. It's just go, go, go. But I always, I always ask them. Wow, and it's fascinating. You start asking people and you will never have anybody that says, I feel like I'm 90 years old in my head. They still think that they're much, much younger. Wow. Well, think about this. If you think about a 10-year period, that is 10,950 days. Okay. 10,950 days over a 10-year period. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, of that... You're, you're working, right? So you're working, right. you know, of that 2,600 plus, let's see, you're doing 260, 10, yeah, 2,600 of those days you're working. 52 well, weeks, I hope you like who you're working with because you spend as much time with them as anybody. Yeah. So, I mean, it still leaves a lot of time, but it goes by so fast. Yeah. You know, you know uh, the one thing working 1099, I can choose who I work with. And I can honestly tell you probably the last couple of years, I've enjoyed my work more than I have ever enjoyed it because Mm. I choose where I work. Mm. I choose who I am with. The couple of hospitals I work with. I adore all the CRNAs that work there. The surgeons are good. All the offices I work at, I enjoy everybody in there. And for instance, today I have between being gone on vacation and the physician had been gone. We had, I haven't seen him for almost a month. I swear I couldn't wait to get to work. And I start at 530 at this place. I mean, I woke up before the alarm clock went off. I could not wait to get to work. Wow. Wow. So that's not going to be helpful for me (laughs) whenever it comes time to retire. Because, you know, if you truly are somewhere where you absolutely enjoy it and enjoy the people around you, it's got to make it much more difficult. Absolutely. It, so I'm not helping you know, myself. You're not helping here. your cause. But I mean, you you know, it's funny because, you know, I tell folks that go 1099 exactly that same thing. You know, you, you choose to go to work at a certain place. And if you don't like that place, you don't have to go back. And that's the freedom that comes along with doing 1099, which is, which is what we're seeing, you know, around the industry. You know, we're seeing more and more CRNAs go the 1099 route. Um, and I know we do a lot of talks around that, and that's something that we we help with daily. But, but that's one of the reasons. And you know, we're starting to see younger and younger folks do that because, guess what? The younger generation gets it better than even oh, yes. our generation, Sharon. They're oh, not going to put up agree. with the bullcrap. They're not going to put up with it. They're not going to be part of it, and they're going to define their life the way they want to do it. And that's something that employers have had to adapt to. And a lot more are willing to take the chance and go 1099 for sure. 
Well, I do feel like I've been analyzed just a tad, a tad bit during this <laughs> podcast. But as we kind of draw this deep discussion uh, to a conclusion, you want to wrap it up and talk about how we age and what we need to be planning for just as a synopsis for everybody. Yeah, you know, I think the, the important points out of this is, is just as we start to save for retirement monetarily in advance, that you need to be doing psychological analysis of yourself in advance also to find what truly gives you meaning. And I know that sounds like a bunch of you know, new age wisdom and, you know, trying to find yourself and, you know, all, all this stuff. But it it really is true. I mean, it really is true. And beginning kind of to explore who you are 10 years, 15 years prior to retirement is really ideal because then it helps you shape your working life to make sure that you're not that person that when they get to 65, they don't have anything else in their life. They've got work and their job and money, um, but they don't have friends. They haven't developed it. They haven't developed outside interests. Uh, they haven't spent a lot of time with their family, you know, and, and now they're at this age where they saw, Oh, everything's going to be great and golden and it's going to be wonderful. And then what do I do? And they're looking around and, you know, and they have a really, really tough time with the retirement at that point. Um, so, you know, I would say making sure that you're evaluating that um, is very, very important as you get older. Just as important as, as saving financially. And, you know, I always tell everyone you, you've got to save financially. You've got to plan for that part of it. Um, but it's just as important to plan for this part of it, what I call the touchy-feely stuff, as it is to plan for the true financial stuff. Well, you know, you talked about going back and getting a psychology degree one day. <laughs> I think you've got I think I've already got one. OJT you know? gonna, yeah, so. on the job training. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but be mentally ready. Um, if, you, if you find yourself in retirement and, and really struggling with that transition, which I find with a lot of CRNAs, you know, first I would encourage you to not drop your license. Um, maybe you recertify one more time than you, you thought you were going to um, because just in case you might want to go back and do a day or two here or a day or two a month, it gives you that opportunity. And... It also gives you something to kind of look forward to get back in the swing of things. And then it helps you buy some time to kind of develop what that next part of life might look like. And I think that's important as well. So, Well, it must be pretty common because we all know CRNAs who have their retirement party and then all of a sudden they're working a few days a month. It is. It's extremely common. You know, well, I, I, it's you know. a hard profession to walk away from because 88% of all nurse anesthetists would choose the exact same profession again. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of professions can tout numbers like that. No, no, I don't think so at all, for sure. Well, Jeremy, 
I appreciate you joining us today on the Beyond the Mask podcast. Um, not sure if you know, but we're in the top 50 medical podcasts in the country. Wow, that's great. That's yes, amazing. we're on our way to number one. We are downloaded in 125 countries. We are closing in on a million downloads. You have no idea how fortunate you are to have been a guest on here today. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I feel really honored to have been here today and, and you know, <laughs> want to thank you for taking this time with me to to tell this story of, of what I think is extremely important for your listeners, Sharon. And so you did you. a fantastic job. Thank you for everything you do for the community. Thank you for everything that you do for CRNAs. Oh, you're welcome. I love working with CRNAs and uh, I love them so much I married one. And sleep with one every night. Every night. <laughs> well, maybe not. If you've been a bad boy, maybe not. <laughs> if the doghouse is still there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> On that note, thank you for joining us today. All right. You're welcome. Until next time. It's a wrap. As a CRNA, you spend years preparing yourself for this career, so we don't want to see you lose out on any of the income you've worked so hard to earn. The best way to protect yourself and give you the confidence that a major life event won't disrupt your financial future is through disability insurance. We've known disability income specialist Robert Smith for many years and have seen the work he's done with nearly 2,000 CRNAs over multiple decades. He can help identify any gaps in your existing coverage and fill those gaps by finding the best value on a policy. Contact Robert and let him know you heard about him on our podcast. Send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com. Or call him at 504-394-6557. Protect your greatest asset as a CRNA, yourself and your ability to earn a living by adding disability insurance to your financial plan. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment, or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible, and we would appreciate your support.
Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.